Hey there, we at Blue Wire wanted to thank you for your continued support of this podcast. With over 90 podcasts across our network, we are committed to bringing you great content to fill that sport-shaped hole in your heart. To find more Blue Wire pods, search for us on iTunes or check out bluewirepods.com. And remember, one day sports will return and it will be glorious. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Welcome to the OBR Newswire Podcast. This is your Tuesday, April 28th edition, coming at you guys, presented by our sponsors at betonline.ag, where they currently have the daily Madden 20 simulations, the online blackjack, the online poker 24-7, still bet on Big Brother, American Idol stock prices, and many other options, all open 24 hours a day, all online. Go to betonline.ag using that promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. We are excited to bring you a fun episode today. We are going to talk about what we have up on the site, ton of interesting things that have gone up, including a Grant Delpit film room for VIP subscribers. We also have uh, some information on the Browns picking up the fifth-year options on David Njoku, which was an obvious decision to pick up Njoku and Garrett. Uh, Njoku completes the tight end room for the foreseeable future here, gives them three tight ends that they believe in. Some could argue four. They might keep Steven Carlson around. We'll dig into that later as the season approaches. But it was pretty obvious that they were going to keep Njoku around. Pretty obvious they're going to keep Miles Garrett around for the long term, and he will probably get a a massive extension at some point before this fifth year kicks in. We'll have to see about that. Uh, Other information on the site, several scheduling scenarios for the 2020 season is summed up in there for you. Uh, We have an OBR roundtable where we went around and graded uh, all of the picks, gave a sort of cumulative grade, which I hate doing and I'll talk about later, but nonetheless, we did it anyway. Uh, Among, you know, other things that are included uh, up on the on the on the main page there, you can see where uh, Andrew Barry mentioning Olivier Vernon very much in the Browns plans currently. Uh, and a reminder to everybody that you can get a fifty percent off, um, you know, subscription right now if you sign up. Um, you can re- you know refer friends, all of that good stuff, and you get a CBS All Access that comes with that too. So we're excited to offer that to all of our viewers, uh, readers, listeners, all the above. Uh, we are going to get over to our interview with Fred Greetham. We are going to have Fred on. He is uh, our every Tuesday. Um, bit here. He, he does a fantastic work as our beat reporter, giving you a lot of different coverage, a lot of different angles. And uh, and Fred is uh, in the building every day, and we, we uh, really value his opinion on this. We're going to get his opinion on the draft. Before we get over to that opinion on the draft, I want to talk to you guys about Blue Chew. If you're getting up there in years, struggling a little bit in the bedroom, go to bluechew.com for the first ever chewable that brings your performance to another level. Blue Chew Chewable. Yeah, I said that right. They've got some active ingredients in there that you can find in other amazing products such as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And since they're chewable, they work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't have to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's online physicians free of cost. Once approved, your order ships straight to your door with discreet packaging because nobody wants to know that stuff. So here's a great deal for you guys. Visit bluechew.com. Get your first order free when you use the promo code BLUEWIRE. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W, bluechew.com, promo code BLUEWIRE. Okay, let's get over to the hotline with our guest, Fred Greetham. So ultimately, I'm not a fan of grading drafts because grading drafts is one of the hardest things to do. And there's so much conjecture about how guys are going to fit into systems and um, you know what players are going to end up working at. I mean, oh, I guess, I guess with the knowledge that we have today, uh, Fred, based on the value that has been 
put out there by scouts and teams, whatever. What, what, what kind of grade would you give Andrew Barry and company as they, they uh, come out of their first draft? Well, I give them an A- minus because I feel like they addressed at least – not that I'm an expert, but the areas that I wanted them to address, I didn't want them to get cute. I wanted them to take who they felt was the best offensive tackle and address that, and they did with the first pick. The rest of the draft, they pretty much did what I was expecting them to do. They didn't take the names of the guys that I was kind of favoring, but all in all, it doesn't matter who I think or my favorite name, whoever they had, you know, listed at the top and scouted and felt that they're ready to stake the reputations on, they took. And so, yeah, I think they they um, did well from what I know right now. I'm with you. I think the thing that is challenging, and especially for all these Browns drafts, is and I've been encouraged by this, Fred, and I know that you've obviously heard about it and wrote about it because you're there and you're listening to these coaches and these these man, these front office folks talk. And uh, what's interesting to me is this 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 continued reference that we don't expect anything out of these rookies. Almost not necessarily calling it a redshirt year, but 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 certainly saying um, we're not expecting these guys to contribute. And like the thing that I think gets lost in the shuffle with all of these Browns failures in terms of these draft classes is that um, they're not giving guys an opportunity to, to come into a system and grow in a system because they're shuffling coaches in and out. So my hope is like you said, Fred, that they not only got the guys that they wanted and the tackle that they wanted, but they're given an ample opportunity over the course of a rookie contract four years and with one guy you know, wills five years to work in a system that is going to give them an opportunity to grow and flourish because we so quickly look back on these draft classes and say, well, this class failed. Well, you know, did the, did the class fail? Did the players fail? Or did the, did the coaches and the management fail those players too? That's, that's something that doesn't get talked about enough. So, um, you know, I'm kind of fascinated to see because it seems like they want to stick with this regime for a little while here. Granted, there's not just a cataclysmic failure, um, but it does seem like they want to stick with them. So, Hopefully they're tied to a good opportunity to thrive over time here. But, um, you know, I got a little long-winded there. But I, I'm curious, Fred, of all these guys, you know, based on what you heard pre-draft and, and who you liked based on watching them, and which one of the picks was your favorite one? Well, I guess right now I would say, you know, Harrison Bryant, just because um, like Austin Hooper in free agency, they came out of the gun and went out and signed him which to me was a little surprised because I didn't really think that was a major, you know, need, but then I got it, you know, you, okay, you got mismatches, you know, with, and, and you haven't really added wide receivers. You did take one in the sixth round, but you didn't sign any in free agency. So I see some of these guys being used almost like a pseudo wide receiver. And I think Bryant, if he's what, they felt that he stood out so much on their board they had to take him. I think that you can find a way to get those guys on the field. Stefanski, after the draft, said that's his job to get those guys on the field. And, uh, you know, if, if there's attention on the other weapons and then attention on Hooper, I already said I thought Najoku 
who could really have a good year because nobody's going to pay attention to him. Well, the same thing could be said with Bryant. So if they can figure out how they're going to use them, I think he'll be a great pick. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, Bryant had 261 snaps in line and 368 snaps in his last year uh, in the slot. So he will be a big slot wide receiver type as much as he is an inline or wing tight end. He has he has a lot of flexibility that I'm quite interested in seeing how his first year goes and into a second, third, and fourth year because they can use him in fun personnel packages where Stefanski mentioned keeping teams out of those exotic nickel packages that bring a lot of blitzes. I'll be interested to see how, uh, you know, how they use him to sort of hide themselves in more flexible pass situations, but with more tight ends on the field. So in theory, you could put three tight ends on the field if you included him with Hooper and Njoku, but also play him at, at, at a split position where he has grown comfortable playing. So I'm fascinated with that. Like you said, I think that's a very, uh, a very interesting pick and a guy that could at the end of the day, uh, swing a game or two because of flexibility. And I think that can be, uh, you know, that can be pretty important for a team. So, um, you know, that kind of brings me to what will end up being my, my next question here. And as I, as I study this draft class, I grow kind of fascinated with people's opinion on this. Which, which pick would you sort of say um, is the most questionable of the picks that, that, that were made by this group, uh, you know, in their first draft? Well, I don't know much about the linebacker from LSU. Obviously, I, I knew more about Patrick Queen. But, you know, and I read some of the things that you and Sobo, but, and I don't want to disagree with you, but I just, Nick Harris, to me, a backup center. If Now, if he can compete and be the right guard this year, so be it. But I, I, I get it for depth and, and all the way around, but I just felt like they needed an edge rusher and it seemed to me they could have taken an edge rusher somewhere, you know, even earlier than, than they did there. But, you know, that's, that's the only one that I can really even say because it's more of a – to me, it looks like more of a future pick. Yeah, yeah, totally understand. And I, I, I can't disagree that edge would have been a wise choice at some point. I'm not, I'm not sure if they have plans on signing an edge or even considering writing – or uh, sorry, bringing in another linebacker uh, a free agency too that I will keep keep a very close eye on. I don't think you're wrong there at all. Does that tie into your biggest surprise of this draft, Fred? Yeah, I mean, as far as I thought that, um, I guess we're a little partisan to Buckeyes. I thought Malik Harrison or, um, you know, even KJ Hill there at the end. Um, a couple guys they they want another direction at the position, but um, you know, until I see him play, can't really fault that. But I would say the surprise was probably Harrison Bryant just because I wasn't expecting a tight end that high. Now I know Lane Adkins in rumor central said they're looking and they very well could take a tight end again. He was on, but that was a surprise to me. I'm with you. And that, that ties into some of the stuff, the way they feel about this roster. And I think they're a little higher on their wide receivers being okay and healthy and all those things. And I did like the people's Jones pick from a depth perspective and a guy maybe who long-term can develop into something because the uh, quarterback play at Michigan, not very good, not, not a ton of yards from any of their wide receivers uh, over the last three, four years. So um, tough to gauge the talent of those guys. Another guy coming out of Michigan, Nico Collins will be interesting to watch over time as well. And he has not produced a ton of yards either. But last thing I'll ask Fred is if there is a pick that you wish could have happened, maybe a player that was selected around the time the Browns picked that they passed on or something of that nature. 
Well, I was kind of intrigued with Antoine Winfield. They took Grant Delpit. Um, we'll see what was the better move. Um, again, I said Malik Harrison. I kind of liked him um, in the linebacker role. Um, those are the only ones, you know, I don't, I don't, they spend the time and go all over the country and that's their job to scout these guys. I might watch a game here and there, but you know, all things said, I guess that was the biggest, uh, player that I wish they'd have got would have been, you know, a Buckeye. With that, the, the, the Browns tying their, their draft, the first two rounds, you know, you talked to earlier, Fred, about looking at this three years later, you know, the Browns and, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers are sort of t- are tied into this whole thing, right? Because the Bucks take Worfs, the pick after the Browns pass on him for Wills, and then – or the, a couple picks after, I'm sorry. Um, they moved up to 13. But, uh, oh, and then they, t- they ultimately take a, uh, a safety, the pick after them at 45 in Winfield. So it's like, will Worfs and Winfield be better long-term or will uh, Wills and Delpit? So I'll, I'll be fascinated to pay attention to that as the years go by here with this draft class. But anyway, I, I appreciate your time, Fred, some good insights, man, and some, some busy stuff this weekend from you and some great content that was put out. So we really appreciate it. And thanks for taking time tonight. All right, Jake. That's a wrap on today's episode. Again, a big thank you to Fred Greetham for joining us. Big thank you to all of you for tuning in and joining uh, every day. Like you have, we've gotten the numbers keep going up. We know more of you are catching on. We're excited. We welcomed in Stephen Thomas, who's going to be doing some fantastic humor-based draft stuff, but also serious draft stuff because he's great at it. We're going to get a good mixture of his comedic side, good mixture of his deep dive analysis on the draft, which is always fun all year around. Hell, we could have another draft in June, the supplemental draft. Who knows where this thing is going? But again, welcome to Stephen Thomas. Um, We introduced him on yesterday's Newswire podcast. Go back and listen to that if you want to hear some of that information about what he's going to be doing for us. And lastly... If you're interested in Jordan Elliott, we are continuing our film study on the defensive tackle the Browns drafted out of Missouri. We have gone through Wills. We have gone through Delpit. We have now uh, coming up on Elliott tomorrow for subscribers. If you're interested in that, John Stephenson at All22ChalkTalk on Twitter did a deep dive on him. I'm going to talk with John later this week on the OBR Film Breakdown podcast, a little long-form discussion on all of our scouting of these players. He is, uh, like I said, has the Elliott Film Room up tomorrow for VIP subscribers. It'll be well worth your time. Plenty of great clips and plenty of insight into who he is as a player. I'm working and grinding on Harrison Bryant right now. A ton of different games I have of his, all 22 from the past year and a game from 2018. So we will keep pumping out the film rooms, giving you that content, giving you the analysis, letting you know who these players are like nobody else's. So we, again, we enjoy um, doing this stuff. We enjoy providing it to you and we enjoy that you guys join us. So thank you again. Get to iTunes, give us a subscription, give us those five stars. We appreciate that all the time. Also get over to Blue Wire and check out all the other amazing NFL podcasts as well, including the OBR Film Breakdown if you are not listening to that. So once again, catch you guys tomorrow. Thanks for joining us and go Browns.